Welcome to the Four Point Podcast. I'm your host, Rashad Alian, and we have a very special guest today, diehard Steph Curry fan, Urkel, aka at Urkel9 on Twitter, one of the most funny guys on social media. He loves riling up LeBron fans at least once a day. Um, how's it going, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks so much for taking the time um, for doing this tonight during some crazy moments in our country's history. Super pumped to be talking with you, bro. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. So obviously you're a big Steph Curry fan of Warriors guy as well. Would you anticipate the Warriors taking with the number two pick in the draft in just two weeks? It's coming right up. I mean, whose week is it this week? Is it Wiseman? Is it, is it Edwards? Um, I would like the Warriors so it's funny because I was watching the Lakers preseason game before um, I hit the road just now, right? And um, I was noticing how how small the Warriors were and how they kind of got bullied inside. Yeah. So ideally, I would love for them probably to take Wiseman. Just from a matchup standpoint, um, I think they would match up well if they had Wiseman. Definitely. And do you think he would start right away? I'm guessing he would because right now they don't really have a center, you know? I don't think he would – well, it just depends because the thing about him is is that he, he has some physical tools that I don't think anyone else on the team, you know, a seven um, – what does he have, like a seven-six wingspan or something crazy like that? Yeah, like seven one with seven like seven six seven seven yeah, wingspan. Yeah, that's outrageous. So, I mean, I kind of miss the days when they used to funnel like a a guard or like a perimeter player back in, I'm um, into the rim. So, I would love to see them do something like that in terms of their defensive coverage. You know what I mean? So, definitely we'll see how that one goes. Definitely, man. And right now, obviously, the Lakers are probably the biggest threat, maybe the Clippers, but in the Western Conference, at least. So the Warriors definitely need that length. I don't know if Draymond can stop Anthony Davis again because AD is just taking his game to a whole new level. Uh, you think it's to a whole nother level, right? Yeah, like right now, AD would be tough for Draymond to guard. Do you think he could still match up with him, or do you think that would be challenging? I think he can match up. Um... I think he would probably stand a better chance than anyone else. That might sound weird, but um, I think he would probably stand a better chance than anyone. Definitely. I mean, like during those, um, during those Pelican series, he was holding his own every night. Yeah, so that Pelican series, I remember watching that series, right? And um, I went to, I think it was game one of that series, and Draymond – Draymond was doing some stuff defensively that it just seemed like it was just over his head. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, like he's playing well, like when people are like screaming about fouls, you know what I mean? They're like, oh my God, you're not calling any fouls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's like, what, 6'5"? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Draymond's, Draymond's not that big. He's Draymond like 6'5", six, 6'6". And I think he gets under him though. Like, and... And those dudes like AD, KD, all of those dudes, like if you have a 
a guy that kind of gets up under him and they have some wingspan, he can cause them problems. But I mean, on an island, although he was kind of guarding him straight up, but um, you just never know. Definitely. So, yeah, I feel like James Wiseman would be the pick. Obviously, the Warriors front office is leaking literally every name. So do you think there's any chance that LaMelo Ball, yeah. do you think there's any chance they take LaMelo or is that unlikely in your opinion? LaMelo, see, I would love LaMelo personally because I think they've lost so much playmaking, right? Yeah. And I think he's a really, really gifted playmaker. If they took LaMelo, I probably, I wouldn't be mad at all. Um, the thing with Wiseman is that I don't think he's a natural playmaker out of the mid post, the low block or anywhere like that. And if you look at how the Warriors run their offense, they're trying to get, um, they're trying to hit those shooters, right? So I know it's, I know it would work because I've seen Miami do it. I'm just not sure Wiseman would be doing it in like year one or year two, like right off the bat, kind of like you see Bam, Bam Adebayo doing that. Like, like that's what I'm not sure about. If, if he can like do anything close to that, he'll be starting from day one. I just don't think he can do it. 100%. Yeah, I feel like Wiseman will maybe play like a JaVale McGee type role his first year. Like yeah. catch lobs, walk up on defense, you know, give them like maybe like 15, 20 good minutes. But he's not going to like be a superstar like, I don't know, Anthony Edwards is like compared to Dwayne Wade, right? Like that guy could maybe take over a game. I just don't know if Wiseman's the same kind of player. Yeah, with Wiseman, I think he's going to make his impact defensively. and. Mm -hmm. I've seen guys on Twitter like pick apart his defense, say that he's not that great, blah, 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 blah. But I don't know, man. I mean, Wiseman, like, I think he would make a difference defensively. Like, 7'6 wingspan is 7'6. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. I don't think you can necessarily teach that. Yeah. Um, now, in terms of the other guys on the roster, Chris, like, would Chris start over him? I don't think so. Maybe um, towards the end of last year or um, when the season stopped, Chris was playing pretty well. Um, he was averaging close to like a double double basically. And I thought, I thought he was on his way. Um, but you just don't know how these guys, um, how these guys develop from, from then till now. Right. Like, if you look at the bubble and you think about how guys developed, it felt like guys just got better. And then the conditions of the bubble just made them look like all world basically. So um, you just don't know. He's been off for, for like what, six months. And you hear the Warriors talking about how uh, they're going to be hard on him because they think that he can push his game to the next level. So I think there are a few guys that can contribute, but, I, I have to tell you, I was re-watching the, 16, the um, 19 finals, right? Game six, mm -hmm. right before I got on. And when you look at what was on the court, bro, it was like bare bones that was on the court. Like nothing was on the court. They had no shooting, no spacing. And the thing that I like about a player like Chris is that you can tell that he wants to make those passes, right? So um he's cut like like he's finding cutters he's diving to the rim he's doing all of that stuff so 
I wouldn't even be shocked if he started, but um, they'll probably do like a center by committee type of deal. That's I can see that too. And I mean, it's different going from a 15 win team to a team that's hoping for what 45 to 50 wins in a playoff spot. So that's a lot more pressure, you know? Exactly. So um, how many games do you think they win? You know, if they have Draymond, Steph, Clay, all playing. So if they play 72 games, right? Is that the NBA's goal right now, starting December 22nd? Yeah. I would say if they win 48, that would be pretty good. What do you think? So so you think they win 60% of their games? I could see Probably. it. I'm optimistic, yeah. I'm optimistic, too. The, the, the only reservation that I have um, – so I was looking at, at Portland, right? Yeah. What do you think Portland was ranked in offense last year? Like ninth, around 10, top 10. Portland was ranked third in offense last year. Wow. That's surprising. Yeah. Um, I looked at it and I had to check it a few times. I was like, wow, they're, they were really ranked third. So when you look at what Dame Lillard was doing, right? Like, he was a, like a 125 offensive rating kind of guy, right? So got to the rim, got to the line, um, and he was shooting those bombs, right? Now, you put Steph into that with Draymond's playmaking. I think they can get back to that top five offense. Now, the question is, is going to be that defense, right? Um, what kind of defense are they going to have, right? So that's the big thing. So you're talking about like a guy like Wiggins now, like can Wiggins dedicate himself every night to guarding like a Kawhi Leonard type, right? Um, I've seen him guard those guys in spurts and he, he's held up pretty well, but you just don't know what it's going to be like night to night, night to night. Like his consistently, his, his consistency kills me. So that's the only thing with him. Clay, you just don't know with Clay with that ACL. Steph, I think Steph is going to be fine. Um, but I think once they get probably like a, another wing or two, you know, um, like a Jay Crowder type, like one of those guys, right? They need like one of those guys and they need like a center. So that's why I say Wiseman, but the rookie thing kind of bothers me in a way. So they're definitely going to need some more vets. Right. Definitely. So probably like three more vets on the team. Right. Like three more vets who are going to be like in a top in 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 the um, nine man rotation. So um, that's the only thing that's concerning with them. Definitely. I agree 100 percent, man. And going off of that, which players do you think the Warriors should pursue in free agency? Obviously, there's Anthony Davis who's going to probably resign with the Lakers. Right. There's also guys like Danilo Gallinari, Jeremy Grant. Anybody you think that would be a great fit on the team next year? The best fit that I think would be Jeremy Grant. 100%. Um, just because of his length defensively. And um, and he didn't do a great job against LeBron, but he did – he he sort of held up. Like, he held up better than I thought he would have, right? But I think they need a guy like that. Gallinari, the shooting is nice, but do you see him defending at a high level? I don't. He never does, nope. Yeah, so so I I think we need like one of those 
uber athletic guys that are like 25, you know, 25 to like 28, basically, right? So that's what I think we need. Um, free agency is tough, though, because I don't think the Warriors even have any money. And yeah. you know that Grant is going to like ask for a lot of money. So he probably made himself maybe $10 million a year um, in the bubble. So he was really impressive. Now, they might need to get rid of him because they're going to need to pay Porter. But Porter was awful defensively, so you just don't know. It's tricky, yeah. What about somebody like uh, Mason Plumley from Denver, too? Like, off the bench, do you think he could contribute? Oh, oh my God. Mason, Mason Plumley. <laughs> when I seen him make that play against Anthony Davis, I, I wanted no parts of him. I'm like, don't hit it. I wanted no parts of Plumley when I seen him make that play. What the hell was he chasing? <laughs> Little or nothing. And, I mean, he's not going to give you much, but, I mean, he's a big body seven-footer, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the Warriors need to get back to skill, like like having five skill guys on the court. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just felt like the skill position or the skill position guys, they, they deteriorated. Um, I was watching the finals, man, and it, it – they just had nothing. So they need to get some some type of skilled dribble pass shoot type of guys in there. And again, they they had a monopoly on those guys from 14 onward. And I just don't think you can get those guys on the cheap anymore. Like that's the problem with that. Now, can Pascal contribute? Can Pascal playmake? Pascal, Wiggins, Draymond, Clay, like that's gonna. That's probably gonna need to be your core. I'm not sure how well Pascal can defend, like laterally, moving north south. Like that's what I'm not sure about. Definitely. He's strong enough. Like like. Mm -hmm. I remember watching him in the preseason, and he was um, guarding LeBron, and he kind of held his own, you know. So that gave me some hope. But um, that foot speed and him guarding fours and threes like you 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 just don't know definitely he's still young i mean like he's like i would say the opposite of jordan bell like he works hard every night he wants to yeah. be a star he was first team all rookie right so i mean he does have potential but is he really going to contribute on a team that wants to win the championship in the next few years that's really hard to say at minimum i think he's going to give you like 10 to 15 points a night right which that's not bad right so mm -hmm. Um, I think he's probably like the lone bright spot from last year. Um, I, I was definitely encouraged and he's older too. So, so he came ready to play basically. Yeah. Um, Jay Ray gets, gets those guys ready at Villanova. So what do you think? Warriors, definitely. What do you think the Warriors need to do then to get back to the finals in the next few years? Cause obviously they had that nice five-year run, but now the leagues, especially the West is way more competitive. So it's, I feel like it's an uphill battle, especially with teams like the Lakers, Clippers, even the Nuggets. Who knows how the Rockets will be? The Blazers, like you mentioned earlier, are all going to be competitive. Do you think it's going to be that competitive, though? Honestly, I think so. Like, there's no clear-cut favorite right now, and the Lakers are saying they're going to, like, like not play much the regular season because obviously they're going to be exhausted from the long, long literally year-long season. So 
I let's think... break it down by like a few teams, right? Like, let's start with the Clippers, right? What on the Clippers scares you as a Warrior fan? I personally think they have a lot of depth. Like, obviously, like we expected them to be, them to be like a defensive juggernaut last year with Paul George, Kawhi, obviously, Lou Will, Montrez, if he comes back in free agency, which I think he will. Um, I think gonna, some of those guys leave. You think so? You think they're going to break it up? I think, yeah, I think Montrez leaves. I'm not worried about Lou Will at all. Um, my observation in, in like from the playoffs about the Clippers, right? Like, the reason why they folded like a lawn chair was because they had too many guys that needed the ball, right? Like Montrez, his, his bread and butter pick and roll, right? Like he, he wasn't able to run that anymore because you had Paul George and you had, um, you had Kawhi Leonard, right? And those guys need their possessions, right? So when I was watching that series, that Denver series, it didn't surprise me that that happened, especially with Kawhi, because Kawhi is a ball pounder, man. I mean, yeah, he can D up or whatever, and he can get at, and he can get after it, but ultimately he's a ball pounder. Like he'll pound the shit out of the ball. So you you just don't know how they're gonna mesh, like who else they're gonna bring in. Um, but them folding like that, that that kind of didn't surprise me. Like once I seen them blow that game six, I was like. Watch them lose a game seven, you know? Yeah. So, um, but the Lakers, I mean, you, you almost can't doubt LeBron. I think AD, AD is about to take another step, right? And Denver, I think Denver is about to take a leap, but who knows? But I just think when those teams run into Stephen Clay and Draymond, right? Like it's, it's going to be another ball game. And I think with the way the Warriors play, Steph, Clay, Draymond, right? No one else in the league, maybe the closest would be Miami, right? That, that, that can replicate or come close to replicating that. Maybe Miami is the closest, but in terms of that motion and, you know, having a million counters on offense, they're a tough team to beat, man. So we just have to see what they do around them defensively. Like, I think if they get get the right pieces, like 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 a piece or two more, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be like a fifty win team. You, you, like, that's what I think. I think they can legit win fifty games. Do you think they could actually make the finals next year? Like, obviously they had a year long hiatus, which helped Clay rest his ACL, recover. Steph Curry, like yeah. all all season, literally, he played what five, ten games. So, do you think they could legitimately, legitimately make a run next season? I don't see why not. So, so when Chicago back in the mid '90s, when they um when they missed Jordan missed like what a year and a half or something like that, right? Yeah, I think he came back for the playoffs. Or That's probably what Steph Curry. Yeah, so like 95, he came back, right? Exactly. And then he looked rusty, and then the following year, he came back, right? So that's the kind of rest that the like like all of them got, basically. So um, people have doubts about Draymond, right? And Draymond annoys me, too. The, the um, clutch stuff is annoying, but I think he'll be fine. 
he looks like he's in good shape right now. Um, and I think he'll be fine. You've been doing a soul cycle. The question is, my biggest question is Clay Thompson, right? That's my biggest question is him. Like whether he can- I'm come. not worried about anyone else, but Clay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so I'm worried about how he's gonna move his feet laterally, all of that stuff. Like, that's what I'm worried about now. You're worried more defensively or offensively? Because obviously he's not gonna lose that touch, but you think it's more like locking people up on defense like he used to? Yeah, yeah, that, the defensive part worries me. Um, I just don't know what he's going to do defensively. And do we have to put Wiggins on those guards now, or does he have to guard up and guard and guard threes now? That's, that's going to be the question with him. And you don't have, like, an Iguodala, a Livingston anymore, you know, to, like, yeah. Come in, give Clay like a breather. Come in for like five, ten minutes, you know. So it's gonna be like you it, said, tough. It's gonna be tough. I never appreciated Iguodala until he was on the Warriors in like that second season, right? Like, <laughs> it's funny because I remember watching like the thirteen finals and not finals, but like the thirteen playoffs, and you saw how Barnes was playing, right? Yeah. And then they brought in Iguodala, and I'm like, why are they bringing in Iguodala? You know, like, like bring in Dwight or 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 someone like that, you know what I mean? Like I was legit saying that back then. And um, they brought in Iguodala and the dude was like a Swiss army knife. You know what I mean? It's like, that's exactly the player that you need. So um, I was legit saying like, why do you need Iguodala when you have Harrison Barnes? Like, like I had just watched the playoffs and I was like, Barnes looks like he's on his way. All time bad take. <laughs> yeah, I know like Iguodala has been so underrated his entire career. Like. Um, Alan yeah. was on, on a recent podcast with Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson, and they asked uh -huh. him who's, the, who's like the like who has the best hops in NBA history, or at least that you've seen. And he actually said Iguodala, which was so surprising. Really? Like, um, he obviously played against Vince Carter, but like Iguodala is super underrated his entire career. And I think I'm sure you agree he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. I think he is. I mean, but I could be biased, right? So. <laughs> Both of us are. So, um, Urkel, what are your top five teams in the West next season then? I'm going to I'm gonna go um, Lakers, Warriors, Clippers, Denver, and Dallas. Love it. And where do you have Portland? I have Portland like in that seven, eight, nine range. Okay. Do you think the Pelicans or Grizzlies are going to – both make the playoffs, one make the playoff, or do you think they're um, gonna miss out? Because the West is stacked, even like on the bottom of the uh, on the bottom of the totem pole. I like where the Grizzlies. I like what the Grizzlies did last year. Um, they were playing some playoff pressure type games last year, right? So you watch them in the bubble, and you watch what Morant was doing in the pick and roll, and he. He is just a nightmare to guard in the pick and roll. So a guy like that, you're going to hear from him because you, um, we're playing, he was playing some, some high pressure playoff games. So I think the Grizzlies are probably going to be in that seven, eight range as well, but it was so tight last year, man. And then you have, you have Phoenix that's probably on their way. So there's a few teams, but that top five, I think that's what the top five is going to be. Um, 
you just don't know. Then again, I think every year, right? And I think like right around now is like when a team usually makes a leap. And I think the leap teams are going to be Denver and Dallas. Those, those are the teams that are going to probably make that leap. Is there any like player who scares you more? Is it Luca or Dame right now? Because obviously Dame took a big leap in the playoffs. People were saying, "Oh, he's better than Steph Curry now," which I think and you think I'm sure is outrageous. But are you more afraid of him or Luca? Like coming for Steph Curry's throne at the top of the point guard rankings? I'm afraid of Luca more. Luca, Luca does things that he he's damn near impossible to guard. Like. Now, Dame Lillard, I feel like if he doesn't have a secondary playmaker, you can take him away pretty easily, which is sort of what happened in the playoffs. Luka can get to, like, any spot on the court, and he can get off any shot. I feel like you can take away Dame a little bit. And a lot of that shooting that you saw in the playoffs, a lot of that was bubble shooting, right? Um he, he pushed that three-point percentage over 40% when he got into the bubble, right? <laughs> I, like, I can't wait for us to go back to, like, regular arenas where guys aren't shooting like that anymore. It was absolutely outrageous what they were doing. You're like Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell just going off literally every night for, like, 55, 60. That's like a 50 game, like, like they had a 50 ball every night. And I was like, what are these dudes doing? Like, it just didn't make sense. So, I mean, do I think... That that bubble shooting was driving me crazy. You know what I mean? And and um it 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 sort of delivered um in terms of the upsets because you you kind of expected to see that happen and it it sure as hell did. Definitely. I would have loved to see Clay and Steph in the bubble to see what numbers they would have put up because Yeah. Imagine Clay in a bubble with no fans. <laughs> that would have been amazing, yeah. Um so, so who do you think um, who do you think comes out of the East next year? That's tough. So, I mean, as a Greek person myself, I want to say the Bucks, but I just don't think Giannis has what it takes without an outside shot to lead them to the finals. That's tough, and I don't yeah. think I don't think it'll be Miami either because I think it was a bubble a bubble fluke, you know, for them to actually make a run into the finals. I'm gonna go with the Celtics. I think it's finally their time. They've been close a few times. They have a great young core, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Brad Stevens is just so close to actually leading them to the finals. So I think it'll be them. I don't think they're going to win it all. I think Lakers, Warriors, Clippers would all beat them. But I'm going to give the edge to the Celtics. What do you think? Huh? So I'm going to say the Celtics. What, what, what do you think? The um, Celtics? Yeah. Uh... You just don't know with the Celtics. Um, they should be okay. You think the Raptors could make it? They look pretty good. Do I think the Raptors? Without without a Kawhi, without a superstar, is that going to be tough? Or I mean, they look pretty good for the most part. They even pushed the Celtics what six, seven games. I think the Raptors are going to need to bring back people, and that's going to be a problem. Yeah. 
I think they're going to need to pay Van Fleet. They're going to need to like pay some other people. So you just don't know. Definitely. We'll have to see though. I mean, both conferences are looking pretty good, which is great for the league. And let's see if those ratings go up because everybody's bashing um, LeBron James for the decline. Yeah. It was tough. Long season. They were playing games like into October. So I think it was more than just LeBron James, you know? I think there's a lot of reasons for, mm-hmm. for the low ratings. All right, Urkel. So we're going to do one last section. It's called Win Sprints. I'm going to ask I'm going to ask you, excuse me, 10 questions in two minutes and just give me the best answer you have. How's that sound? All right. Let's go. So when do you think the NBA season will start? Obviously, like the most people are saying December 22nd, but what do you think? I think it starts on the 22nd. Awesome. Right around Christmas time, which would be awesome. Yeah. So Steph or Luca right now, who do you rank higher? Luca. No, sorry, Steph, Steph, Steph. That's crazy. Steph, of course. <laughs> I was going to say, wow, that's bold. <laughs> <laughs> Will Giannis Steph be a warrior? Will Giannis be a warrior in 2021? Giannis will not be a warrior in 2021. You think he's going to stay in Milwaukee or go elsewhere? Uh, I think he... I think Giannis is going to stay in Milwaukee. Um, that would be good for the league. Just do the opposite of what That's Kate. a lot of money to leave on the table. That is, especially for a guy who grew up yeah, with... Yeah, that's a lot. Bro, that's a lot of money to leave on the table. Two, what, 200 plus million. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think that would be good for the league, too, if he just stayed. Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Who's, yeah. who's better? Who's had the better career? Who's the GOAT? Uh, Jordan had a better career. All right. For I, sure. Statistically, LeBron, but obviously going 6-0 and with six finals MVPs, cannot top that. How many more rings will Steph and Clay win? Two more. Really? You think one's next year? I think they win two more rings, yeah. And you think Steph will win a finals MVP before he retires? I think so. Um, he should have won the last two, but you know, <laughs> I agree. at least 2015 and 2017, or maybe 2018. I think he should have won in 20. So I think he should have won in 2018 for sure. 2015, he should have definitely won. 2017, you can't argue with um, Durant, but 2018, uh, that one, I think he should have won that one. Definitely. He had like what, three good games? He had one off game and they. Won the series. Yeah. So. That, that would literally change his entire reputation. You know, he gets slandered. The only reason he gets slandered right now is because of the no finals MVP. So if he gets one, it's going to change the whole dialogue around him. That's ridiculous to me, personally. <laughs> I agree. It's so silly. Nobody cared until 2015. Yeah, I mean... You always hear people say finals MVP, finals MVP now. You know what I mean? Like none of that dialogue was going on before. Not you know, it, it's sort of interesting. Yep. Just looking for reason to tear them down, you know? Tear them down. So yeah. who, who are your must-follows on Warriors Twitter? Excuse me? Who are your favorite people to follow on Warriors Twitter? Uh, I like following Andy, Sam, Sheed. 
Um, Mech is a good follow. Obviously, I like following you. You make me laugh all the time. Um, <laughs> who else? Likewise. Um, There's a few people on there. Um, shit, like I feel bad. Layman analyst. Oh, he's funny. Yeah. Um, there's a few people on there. What happened to Beak? He was pretty active and he was one of my, one of my favorite people to follow too. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of people on there. Like, like I, I hate saying names because I might just leave somebody out, you know? So. There's a lot of good people on there. Like everybody's really knowledgeable. Yeah. Uh, who's on your NBA Mount Rushmore? Top four players ever. Top four would be Jordan, LeBron, Steph, and that would be my top four. Who's your fourth one? Kobe. Love it. And bold with the Steph Curry. I like it though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it like like I say it all the time. I think Steph Curry is the best offensive player ever. So, I mean, if you're leaving him off of your top four, I mean, <laughs> I don't see how you can do that. Definitely. He changed the game from AAU, high school, college, and now the NBA. Everybody's playing differently yeah. because of him. If you're changing basketball, I mean. You got to be top four. I agree. What's you 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 got to be top four. It's kind of like when um, I was watching him in I was, I was watching him in in um, sixteen, and he just like shift the whole paradigm of how basketball was being played. So, and I got that same feeling watching Jordan like um, when I was growing up. So he he gave me that same exact feeling. Like I'm just watching something different. You know what I mean? Something revolutionary. That's how I always felt. Definitely. What you don't hear LeBron fans mentioning is the Cavs in 2016 had to change their entire team to compete against the Warriors. So they had to add a bunch of shooting to that roster in Cleveland just to compete in the finals. And it worked, but the reason they had to do that was because of Steph Curry. There was a game in, um, in, in January of, of 2016. I remember exactly where I was. I was, um, I think I was leaving... I think I was leaving Los Angeles. I was going back to Phoenix, right? Yeah. And it was that MLK game when they played in Cleveland, right? And, um, and I remember when the Warriors just ran, just ran Cleveland off the floor, beat them by like 34 points. Next game, David Blatt gets fired. That whole thing, you, you know what I mean? So it was kind of crazy. Is that the game when Steph Curry was like, the locker room still smells like champagne? Yeah, that game. And, and um, that game, that game probably won Cleveland the title. So they had to bring Tyler. Because what, yep. Yeah, because what they did is that they, they just changed up their whole roster. You know what I mean? Like, they were forced to, to make a paradigm shift on how they were going to play. So they went up-tempo. They started to shoot threes and all of that stuff. So... If you want to know like what really shifted the paradigm, that's definitely what shifted it. Yep, the Warriors were too good for their own good, literally. What's your favorite basketball movie of all time, Urkel? Favorite basketball movie of all time would 
probably be um, Blue Chips is up there. Okay, love it. I love Coach Carter. Blue Chips right? is way up there. <laughs> I'm not a Coach Carter fan. <laughs> yeah. There's been, apparently he's a controversial figure too in, in Richmond, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the movie. Do you think Mark? Do you think Mark Jackson will ever coach in the NBA again? Last question. Mark, Mark Jackson will not coach in the NBA again. Is there a particular reason? Is it because of his reputation um, on the Warriors, or what do you think? I think I think he's been blackballed. Um because of that warrior experience. I think like things happen and, and you know, someone would really have, so never say never, but what has to happen with Mark Jackson is someone has to kind of like how KD brought in Steve Nash and said that um, this is my coach, something like that needs to happen with Mark Jackson. Because right now, if anybody calls Bob Myers and they ask him, like, hey, tell me about Mark Jackson, he'll probably be like, don't hire him. That's going to be a problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's, that's definitely going to be a problem. Um, I just don't see it. But I like if a player lobbies for you and um, they're going that route, well, yeah, obviously, but um, who knows? Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be harder for him to get back in the league, but we'll see. You never know. All right, Urkel, thank you so much for taking the time today. That was another great episode of the Four Point Podcast. We'll be back next week with another special guest. Take care. All right, man.